This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 30th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 23rd of October. One of the things I did this week was to attend the anniversary of the dedication of the Church of Corpus Christi Maiden Lane in Covent Garden. Covent Garden derives its name from Convent Garden, where there was a garden which provided the food for the nearby Benedictine monks of Westminster Abbey. This little church, set in the heart of Covent Garden, was opened in 1874 by Cardinal Manning and was the first church opened in England after the Reformation with the dedication Corpus Christi. It was built to be a shrine in the very centre of central London for the adoration of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and for reparation for sins committed against the holiness of the Blessed Eucharist. If ever you go into that church at any time during the day, there are always people praying of all ages, all walks of life, right there in the middle of the hustle and bustle of the metropolis. The same is also true, fortunately, of our own church here, which is open from dawn to dusk each day and attracts all kinds of people. Catholics who pop in for a quick prayer, passers-by, those who are merely curious, and those seeking to find a refuge and some quiet amidst the storms of life. Several years ago I celebrated here the Requiem Mass of a lady who had become a Catholic simply on the initial basis that she'd found our church open to pray in, at a moment in her life when she was experiencing marital problems and was at a very low ebb. She drove around the area looking for some comfort and some solace from God. She parked outside here and came in to pray and realised that the Catholic Church should be her spiritual home. A religion, she reckoned, that believed enough in what it had to keep its doors open must be worth belonging to. St John Vianney tells the story, and it was often the case that he was describing an incident in his own life, that he once observed a man praying each evening in the back of church and eventually asked him what he did as he was sitting there quietly doing nothing. His reply has become well known. He looks at me and I look at him. This summary of what prayer is reminds us that prayer is not so much saying much as loving much and just being before God. We all need things from God. We all have things to tell him and to ask him. Yet the prayer of the tax collector, who had a very poor reputation was considered more pleasing to God than the vain litany of self-praise which the Pharisee recited. There was nothing wrong with that Pharisee's prayer, the commandments condemn adultery, greed and dishonesty. So this man is properly grateful to have avoided these sins, as we should be grateful when we avoid them. The problem is the Pharisee says thanks to God whilst really talking to himself about himself. This little parable or story is given to us by St Luke and is unusual in that most of the parables warn us about what will happen when we die, whereas this one affirms what happens here and now. The metaphor for prayer, as well as for life, is if we want to be pleasing to God, then we must move from the front to the back of the temple. The entire point of religion 
is to make us humble before God and to open us to the path of love. Everything else is more or less a footnote. Liturgy, prayer, precepts of the church, the commandments, sacraments and sacramentals, all of it are finally meant to conform us to the way of God's love. When they turn us instead away from that path, by devolving into a source of pride and pomposity, they undermine this teaching of Jesus. Because he shows us here how easy it is to turn the most sacred moments to our own advantage, and how the ego can use the holiest of things for its own purpose. Our churches remain open only if we visit them, only if we believe enough to want to come and encounter Jesus present here in the tabernacle. The custom of paying visits to the Blessed Sacrament are often some of the most valuable moments in our lives. Here the saints had their greatest inspirations. I think today on his feast of Saint John Paul II, whom we are told did his most important writings and addresses, not in his library or at his desk, but at his kneeler, in front of the tabernacle. If those who do not share our faith can be inspired by this treasure and this oasis that we find here, then we will do well to remind ourselves of its value. Recall some words of Jacob in the book of Genesis. How wonderful and awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven. Mary is venerated in her litany with that title, Gate of Heaven, because she acts also as that gate leading us to Christ when we go to her with simple faith and trust, because it is the prayer of the lowly that pierces the clouds. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.